Welcome to the Scoreboard Show, brought to you by the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa. Uh, we want to thank the Wayland State Bank. Over 90 years of being a community-minded, just like you, located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. I want to thank, uh, I also want to thank uh, uh, Physical Therapy Services of Kelowna, Iowa. I want to thank uh, Davis Salons of Coralville, Iowa. I want to uh, mention Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna dealer. Uh, also, uh, we want to thank uh, Pilot Grove Savings Bank as they are a new sponsorship. We'll sit back, kick back, and listen to all the, the, the best of the area scores and reporting. Uh, this is part two. Uh, uh, we got the quick scores out last night, but this is a little bit more complete. So thanks for listening. We are talking to Nathan Piercy of KMCD, who called me last night from a professional studio, and uh, I forgot to plug the mic in, so uh, <laughs> he was gracious enough to uh, uh, visit with us on his way to get breakfast. Uh, welcome to the program, Nathan. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, uh, you were at the game uh, uh, Fairfield and Mount Pleasant. Uh, you want to uh, regale our listeners with uh, uh, your thoughts and views on that game? Yeah, uh, let's see. Fairfield went to the Fairfield boys. I should say went to Mount Pleasant last night. Uh, it, was a, it was a great battle, great energy. Uh, two student sections going back and forth, and that's always a, a great time. And these two teams, you know, not far from each other, so it it's a bit of a rivalry. Uh, Fairfield ended up losing this one, fifty-seven forty-eight was the final score. Um, and uh, you know, it started off really good for Fairfield. They ended up uh, after the first quarter, they were actually up nineteen to nine. It was just after that, uh, Mount Pleasant started to kind of chip things away. Fairfield still held a two-point lead going into halftime, but the third quarter was a big story of the game. Fairfield was outscored by Mount Pleasant 13-2 to in the third quarter, and when you do that and then lose by nine, then you can really circle that third quarter and been being the big reason why uh, you're not coming out on top in that one. And another tough matchup in this Southeastern Conference, and, you know, every single – game in this conference and you and I have talked about it many times is that uh every single game in this conference is a battle and a dogfight. Oh, you ain't a kidding about that. Uh well uh I want to get to some other scores with you, but before we do that, uh do you have a game today at noon? No, I don't. Uh I the the, the Fairfield boys they go up to Co College and they'll take on Iowa City Liberty, but I do not I'm not calling that one. Um, there's just a lot of kind of things up in the air with when it comes to those type of yeah, right. uh, shoot, okay. shootout competitions and you can't quite time it up right. So, uh, no, but they are they are playing today up at Go College. We got the Liberty Lightning today. Oh, you know yep. what? I like that. I like the uh, uh, the doing that. Let me talk to you. Um, I was, I was going to talk about some other stuff, but I have a score here. I didn't get into uh, the score of it last night, but it is Mid Prairie Golden Hawk 57 uh, 52. Uh, that doesn't surprise me that they beat Tipton, uh, the Tipton Tigers. But uh, what I want to ask you about is they just recently played a game with the Extreme Arena. Uh, what do you think about playing? Uh, you guys did uh, something interesting at the Hillier Center, I think it's called, in Ottumwa, where you did yeah. a, uh, you played some basketball games before uh, the, the Indian Hills Community College played. Uh, you guys are playing up here in a college place today. Uh Mid Prairie also tried to play a game at uh, Wells Fargo Arena that was canceled because of weather. But what do you think of that uh, uh, pushing your team into playing tournaments 
we had a tournament against Missouri. Uh, I think there's a tournament Iowa teams against Illinois. Uh, uh, what do you think about uh, branching out like that? Well, I think it's I think it's really good. You know, for a lot of a lot of these kids, they just see the same gyms and and over and over again. Especially when you get into like things like conference play. So being to branch out, getting to see bigger arenas and and where especially players in the next level. You know, whether it's uh, you know if you get a game at Carver Hawkeye Arena. I know during the f- football season, you went up and saw a couple football games at uh, University of Iowa. Just to see those bigger fields um, and it, or courts or whatever and and see what it's like to be playing on that type of stage. I think it's great for these kids and for you know some of those who, who just kind of like the game but may not ever envision themselves being able to play at the next level. Get, getting able to or being able to see that and, and maybe opening their eyes and say, hey, I want to do this in the next level. And it maybe pushes them a little bit, but you know, at, at, at the very least, it gives them a different sight, gets them uh, a bigger perspective on it, and also gets them some different, uh, you know, competition and, and things like that as well. Well, I, I just feel like I can tell through the what the the people listening to the podcast, I can see the numbers on the YouTube's and the streaming services and the Facebook lives going up and up and up. I was at uh, four, I called four games in seven days. Every single game was packed to the max, complete standing room only events. Uh, uh, high school basketball in Southeast Iowa is growing as the teams are getting better and the interest seems to be uh, just increasing. What do you? What, are, are you seeing the same thing I am? Yeah, I am. You know this. Uh, you know we talked about it too. With, you know, just to mention, you know, the, the fair plays in the Southeastern Conference. Those those games are battles every night with some great crowds. I know it's the same way in the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. A lot of good teams in that one, uh, especially at the top, in such a large conference as well. Uh, when you get those, especially when you get conference battles, it's always a great atmosphere. You know, I've noticed in my year and a half since I've uh, moved up here, uh, high school sports are a, a big thing around this this part of uh, the, the world, and uh, it's great to see. And, and I know the kids love it. The, the parents love it. And it seems like too the coaches love it. The coach that's I think that's one of the most important things is that uh, when you look at all of these programs and all this success, ones that are having success, and maybe even some that have had success but aren't now, they've got a good foundation because they have good coaches. And when you when you have a coach that is interested not just on the field but off the field stuff, uh, making the kids better, it makes a world of difference. And there's a lot of those around here in Southeast Iowa. Well, uh, I'm just going to bang out a couple of scores that I didn't get or that, that came in after uh, we, we uh, put the show to bed last night. That's why we're doing this part two. Uh, Highland Huskies get beat uh, by Lone Tree. I'll, I'll just make a couple comments about this. Lone Tree, uh, uh, who lost to the Columbus Wildcats in the initial game, and I know Columbus is now one of their best players, but uh, they really took it to Columbus, and then uh, um, they take it to Highland for a couple back-to-back wins, so they're a proven team. Uh, the Muscatine, uh, continues a very successful season, uh, 61 42 over Columbus. Uh, I'll kind of let that sit because we're going to talk to Ryan Terman, he's going to break break down all those area scores. Uh, but you had a, a score for me last night, uh, about Van Buren that I, I still don't, uh, uh yes. Um, so again, wasn't I'm still not quite sure on the exact score, but uh, Van Buren County lost pretty handily to Burlington Notre Dame. I want to say it was like 70 to 40, somewhere in that range. And also this morning, spoke with the uh, Cardinal Comets basketball coach. They barely lost to Centerville last night by two. 
Uh, it was something along the lines of uh, like 50 to 48 or something along there. So close matchup there. And, you know, that's that's another team, the Cardinal Comets, who's kind of uh, trying to uh, build things back up. They lost a lot of seniors last year and, and, and still trying to find it also without one of their top players and, and, and group as well. So some things uh, kind of up and down there. But, yeah, they lost a close one to Centerville. And the, another thing, too, with Cardinal, they're starting – still trying to to feel things out there in that new conference they switched from the southeast iowa super conference to the south central conference which has some great competition in it and uh, it's been a good battle for them here so far well uh uh i'm uh you know what uh that was a very highly under consideration for round guy game of the week i just thought that would have been one and gosh it was one uh but let's go uh let's peak is a team that you cover uh and uh, uh, they uh, stood up to the Winfield Wolves extremely well. Uh, I think I was, they might have been down one one point with around 11 seconds left. I'm, um, it was that kind of a game. It was, uh, but I know uh, uh, they they hit a bunch. You know, they foul, and then Winfield Mount Union would hit the free throws and go ahead, and then uh, they take a quick shot, and miss or something, and then foul, and then. So uh, that's how Winfield got the the what looked like a little more lopsided uh, than than it was. But boy, uh, three wins in a row and a, an, an outstanding performance on the home court against a, a, just an unbelievably talented Winfield Mount Union Wolves team who really looked good. And it took uh, all they had to uh, uh, to finish off Pekin last night. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Pekin just in general over the last week or two, or at least the second half of the season? Yeah, Pekin. They're they're they are a pretty good team, you know. They've got a tough run here, I believe. They've got coming up about a, like a five games in four days or something along those lines. Uh, a lot of games and not very many days. But one good thing that they do have is uh, the the second half. The schedule is loaded with home games, which will definitely be beneficial for them. So even though they they have a lot of games to play, they don't have to travel very much. Um, but they also are a little smitten with the in- injury bugs. So. It'll be an interesting run here for, for Pekin. Again, I, they've got, I want to say, four games in five days or five games in, in eight days, something along those lines. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough road here for Pekin for a team that is dealing with some injuries and, and still trying to figure some things out. Well, uh, it's going to be a tough road for whoever lines up against Pekin right now. They're on fire, man. There's a – what do you think of that Jaden Wolverts? Everybody, you know, I mean – Luke Long is a tremendous athlete, uh, really had an outstanding game last night. But I think people are sleeping on who I call the Wolfman. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, you know, one thing that I do know about him is that he's quick and he's just going to continue to get quicker and quicker as well. So uh, he's, he's a good, he's a good player. They're, he's, uh, he's, again, him and Luke Long, kind of that uh, one-two punch there. And they've got some other kids to do pretty well, but yeah. Uh, Jaden Wolver, he uses that speed really well, and, he, and he's a great athlete. Yeah, they got five. I'd say five. Eric's a great player. Uh, Bemis seems to be really uh, coming on strong. Um, yeah, they're they're a really good team. At Adams, Willie, I think Willie Adams or something comes off the bench. He seems to be a little spark plug. Um, yeah, they 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 look really good to me. Uh, well, uh, uh, is there any other scores that uh, or teams that you're that you know about it, just any kind of tumble or any general scores in the area that you know about? No, I haven't, I haven't uh, seen much yet, but uh, you know, 
I want to say in in the Southeast Conference, I know Mount Pleasant stayed on top. I believe Washington beat Keokuk. I don't remember the exact score. And, yeah, they did. Uh, I believe Burlington beat Fort Madison as well. Yes, they. Did. I think Burlington won by fifteen. I don't know the score. Uh, the Washington Demons won over the Keokuk Chiefs, sixty-nine to forty-five. Uh, yeah. So, well, uh, Washington and Mount Pleasant stays on top in, in SEC play. They're both five and one in the conference, and. Uh, Last I saw, Fairfield was was right behind them with uh, Burlington in between. So, again, we've talked about it all year long, but this conference is coming. It's going to come down to the wire, and it's going to be a fun season. Well, just one more game I want to report that's today, and uh, I think the time they have here is uh, incorrect. I, a one or a two o'clock in the afternoon start, uh, but the Kyoto Eagles are heading to Hillcrest Academy to take on uh, uh, the Bender Boy and. Uh, and the Gingrich and company over there. So that ought to be a, a, another outstanding game. Uh, I go to it, but my wife uh, has other plans for me, and I'm not sure my heart can take, goes. take another uh, game, uh, four games. I went to uh, the Sig- Peking at Sigourney, the Backyard Brawl Saturday. Then Monday we were at the uh, Notre, uh, New London at, at Waco, and then uh, – uh, Tuesday, it was North Mahaska at uh, Kyoto. And then last night, Winfield Mount Union at Pekin. And all those games were just thrilling down to the wires. And uh, my heart, my blood pressure, is just got to have a day off. <laughs> come back down. Yeah, I don't blame you there. Well, uh, you, uh, when is the next time we can see, hear you and the Fair, uh, as the voice of the Fairfield Trojans? Yeah, so our uh, next broadcast, the the Fairfield boys are on the road at Burlington this Friday. Uh, uh, I'll have that one on 95.9 Classic 96. You can also stream it at exploreseiowa.com. I'll start with the pregame right around 7.15. Tip-off is scheduled for 7.30. Of course, as you know, it always goes JV game, then, then varsity game. So it really just kind of depends on when that JV game gets over. But uh, that'll be my next broadcast. And, uh, again, that's next Friday. I believe that's the 20th, and that'll be the Trojans at Burlington for another Southeast Conference matchup. Well, uh, I'll pump out a couple games for Monday night. Uh, There's a a boatload of them on Tuesday night. But the Anamosa Raiders are coming to uh, play the Washington Demons. Do you have any thoughts on that game? Uh, I don't know very much about Anamosa, but I know Washington, you know, they've got a very good team there. And it, it's it's always the it's Ethan Patterson, which we talked about, but it's the the three six boys, Aiden, AJ, and Avery, the the triplets. They are they are incredible sometimes to watch on, on the courts, and uh, I oftentimes get them confused, even though they have different jersey numbers, and uh, they all play really well, kind of a similar style, but each one of them slightly different as well, and they're they're very exciting to watch that team there in Washington. Well, uh, two things here. One of your uh, teams that we're enjoying, uh, you're enjoying covering, I'm enjoying covering. The Pekin Panthers are uh, playing the uh, Pella Christian Eagles. Listen, I would like to report uh, an attempted murder. Whoever whoever scheduled the uh, Pekin Panthers schedule this year is trying to kill them. Yeah, um, yeah, they are. They Again, they've got a lot of games in a short amount of time. So, Well, this uh, – uh, Pella Christian took down the Wilton Beavers and six foot eleven uh, Kirkman of Steel there. Uh, 
Oh, they must be pretty outstanding. Do you know anything at all about them? Yeah, well, they, you know, their record doesn't indicate how good of a team they are. You got to remember they play in a little, little Hawkeye conference, which is uh, one of, if not the best conference in the entire state of Iowa. And they're the smallest school in that conference. They're, a, I believe, a, a 2A school in a 3A, 4A conference. So you got to remember when you look at that team, their conference is not as, or, it, or their schedule, or their record does not indicate what exactly they are like as a team. And they're going to give Pekin quite a handful on Monday. Well, I might have to slide over and see that one myself. Uh, Nathan, anything else you want to say before I let you go? I think that's it. This is what we call uh, uh, the scoreboard show part two uh, uh, brought to you by uh, the Packwood Locker here. Uh, they are, uh, this one is the, what we call the audible version. Uh, <laughs> as uh, I got to slow down, John Bain tells me, slow down, Dave, you're, you're, you're driving so hard that you're making mistakes. So uh -uh. thank you for being with us, Nathan. All right. Thanks for having me. We are talking to Ryan Timmerman uh, as the Pilot Grove Savings Bank of Mount Pleasant, Iowa, presents the Muscatine uh, Scores Report. Welcome, program, Ryan. Yep, good to be here. Well, you are the you are the cherry on the Sunday here, uh, uh, as we have uh, finally got a hold of you to get all the Muscatine area uh, scores, and and don't be afraid to throw out any other scores that you know about. So, uh, uh, welcome to the program. Yeah, good to be back as always. Um, yeah, so uh, lots of lots of basketball last night. Um, some uh, some area teams uh, playing one another. Um, Wilton uh, and um, Wilton and West Liberty. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Wilton played West Liberty. Um, and uh, boys team won big, 90 to 50. Uh, so they're looking to get back on track. We kind of we've talked about them um, previously. That uh, it's a team that's kind of bounced in and out of the rankings. They um, started off, I believe, in the first AP poll this year. They were number four. Then uh, took a loss, dropped to seven, and we're in the seven and eight range for a couple weeks and um, dropped out. But uh, but you know that's. Not to say they can't make a, a postseason run here and um, big win in conference. Um, they're still undefeated in conference, so looking to um, win the River Valley uh, South there this season and um, just took care of business against uh, West Liberty. Um, kind of a little bit the same story on the other side for the West Liberty girls. Um, they were pretty highly ranked and then um, have – dropped out the past couple um, games. They um, they won as well. That was uh, 70 to 58. Um, the Kelsey Jones, a uh, really good game. Um, so, again, kind of like the Wilton boys looking to get back on track um, after uh, – after, you know, kind of a, a rocky start. Um, then um, we'll go, let's see, the uh, uh, Durant boys, um, they lost. That, that was um, to West Branch. Um, so they 
Grant's kind of struggled a little bit this year, but um, they they got some athletes, so they might put it together. You know, they they hung pretty tough with the uh, with the Wilton team that we just talked about. So um, there's there's potential there for for the Durant team. Um, the girls, the let's see, um, Durant's girls, they also played against West Branch, and I believe I lost my spot. They won. Yeah, they won 54 to 46, so pulled out a close game. Um, they're, I believe, that's their first. Uh, that's their first winning conference. Beat a team that uh, is a couple spots above them. So, um, you know, maybe looking to ride some positive momentum there. Um, boys' team lost to West Branch 77-49. Um, so. struggle there um columbus and uh louise muscatine took on one another so a couple area teams um in in uh competition there the boys team for uh louise muscatine won six, 61 to 42 uh ty northrop uh really really good game 32 points five rebounds xander vieri um 10 points 11 rebounds for a uh, double double um and the Louise Muscatine girls team won uh, as well. That was forty-three to thirty-six. Um, that uh, good win for for uh, Louise Muscatine there. Um, not uh, you know kind of been up and down at that there as well. Um, but uh, I'm I'm sorry. I had the at the score backwards, it was Columbus one, uh, 43 to 36 was the final Columbus one. Um, Cerevella, 14 points. Uh, Lily Coyle again made a return. Um, that was even in overtime. So, uh, good win for Columbus. Um, they, uh, you know, kind of picking up a conference win. That's always a tough thing to do. So, um, uh, Casey Keltner, the coach down there, um, really looking to kind of build out that program and um, has, has kind of done a nice job this year. They beat their win total from last year early on this season and have added to that. Uh, Muscatine boys and girls both lost. Um, they played uh, Pleasant Valley. Um, uh, the girls' final was... Um, believe it was 77 to 26 um so uh kind of a 76 to 22 um but uh, a little bit of a struggle there for the musky girls but pv's a, a really really good team on the on the girls side uh hallie Bice going to um marquette and um a few other really good players was really impressed with uh Reagan Pagniano when when uh, PV girls played at uh, at Muscatine, the um, boys lost sixty two to forty one. Um, kind of hung in it, and tried to get, tried to get it in the ten point range um, there in the in the second half, but uh, just just couldn't do it. And um, PV 
ran away with it late. Uh, shot really well from the three point line, or from the free throw line. Um, I think they were nineteen of twenty three from the free throw line as a team. So that always helps to win games. Um, and then uh, finish off with uh, Wapolo. Their girls teams girls team lost to Waco um, sixty to twenty seven. So a um, little bit of a struggle there, but Waco's really, really good um, for both boys and girls. So uh, um, on the boys' side, um, it looked like I thought I saw a halftime score that was um, pretty pretty manageable for Wapolo, but they ended up um, losing to Waco 54-30. to 30. So um, kind of hung in it, but again, it's a, it's a really good team, and, and Wapolo's just trying to – Kind of build a program. They had a lot of a lot of good players graduate the past few years, and um, new head coach. So uh, you know, every once in a while, program just kind of needs to hit a little bit of a reset button and, and kind of rebuild. So so uh, kind of what they're going through there. So a little bit of some growing pains, I guess. So is there some other scores, or is that the whole? Shoot, that uh, that does it for for the area. Wow. Well, uh, pretty great. Uh, pretty great rundown. Uh, that's a lot of points. Uh, uh Wilton put up. Um, yep. how many how many points did you say? Uh, the Kirk Man of Steel there uh, scored. Uh, I haven't seen any st- individual stats from the game, so I I couldn't tell you. But he's averaging he's averaging around. Uh, 30 points and like 10, 12 rebounds a game. So averaging a double double and always he's gotten uh, two triple doubles this season. Um, had one the other night. So uh, really good passer. Um, the the game I saw him this year, he was beating people down the court in transition for layups. So um, just a really good athlete who works hard, works hard at it, and um, and can, can do just anything he wants on the court for to, to help his team or to score or whatever. Just awesome, awesome athlete. Yeah. Uh, there really, there's an the interest in it. You know, I'm always being asked, you know, I got to ask at Pekin last night. I got to ask some, someone asked me in Waco about it. You know, someone asked me in Kyoto about it, uh, uh, about the Wilton Beavers. They are, uh, very excited. Uh-huh. A lot of, a lot of people. In fact, uh, uh, I, that the episode I did with them had what I call a Twitter explosion. Uh, <laughs> no, normally, uh, anything that I would tweet would be under a hundred uh, impressions. You know, when you're on, you you have a, a pretty uh, a serious presence on Twitter, so you'll be over a thousand. But uh, geez, last I checked, uh, uh, that was two thousand six hundred or something like that uh, impressions made by uh-huh. the Wilton Beavers one. Uh, and and I'm always being asked about them, so uh, something's going well. Before I let you go, let me ask you this: uh, I was at four games in seven days. Every single one of them sold out to the max, standing room only. Uh, we're seeing games. Uh, Mid Prairie just played a game uh, against Regina at the Extreme Arena. Uh, there's games going on, uh, high school, college uh, games going on, uh, high school games going on, college uh, stadiums. Uh, they tried to play. They played some games at Wells Fargo Arena. What is uh, the uh, uh, what is the reason for so much interest? And uh, uh, what's and, and are you seeing the same thing that I'm seeing? You know, a tremendous interest. Uh, yeah, I um, 
Yeah, it is interesting. I haven't thought too much about it, I guess. But, uh, um, you know, maybe maybe it uh, still kind of has something to do with, um, you know, went through a lot with uh, the, the pandemic there. And uh, maybe people are just kind of glad to be getting back out and, and um, can be relatively safe, I guess, instead of... Um, you know what uh, what it was like at the height of COVID there, so so maybe there's a little bit of a carryover effect from that yet, and um, and and otherwise we're we're just kind of um, starting to starting to wind down here, and and some postseason stuff is kind of coming into picture, so um, that always kind of raises interest too. When um, even if uh, you know even if uh, people in the community um, don't have kids going to a certain high school, maybe they go see the the team that they're playing that's ranked third or whatever. So, um, so it's just, it's kind of just getting to be that time of year, I guess. A lot of really great, a lot of really great, uh, uh, teams, a lot of really great players, a lot of really great competition seems to be almost every night. Uh, you could point to this game or that game was a two point game or, a, you know, or a game that really went down to the last 30 seconds or something uh-huh. like that. I mean, uh, uh, great games. Then, you know, you could go watch the Waco Warriors play anybody and you'll still enjoy the game because they're just yep. so friggin' amazing, you know? Yep. Uh, yep. Well, uh, thank you for being with us. Is there any other uh, things that happened up there that you want to report or is there any uh, 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 a, a thing for the Muscatine Journal you want to say? Uh, no, not really. Um, just uh, um, kind of keeping track of uh, some area wrestlers. Saturday is always a big... Uh, big Saturday wrestling tournament day. So um, maybe we'll have some of that on the other side of the weekend and, and some other stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, that's it. Well, thanks for keeping us up on the scores in your area. We have so many listeners up there and uh, you always have so much exciting action. I love to hear about it. Uh, uh, beautiful community of Muscatine and I love it. And uh, thanks again for yep. being with us. Yep. No problem. Thank you.